Tens of thousands of people were present uh, present in St. Peter's Square today for the funeral of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, a leading theologian of the 20th century and the first pope to resign from office in nearly 600 years. So, post his funeral, he asked, how should the world remember the former pope? Joining us to talk about his legacy and also share thoughts in terms of how the funeral service was conducted today is Father Rodney Moss, who's a retired Catholic priest. Father, thanks very much for joining us. When I say thousands, relatively small affair, only 50,000 people were there. Uh, I heard uh, that it was a little more than that. Oh, right. It was a a smaller crowd because, I think, first of all, he was retired Mm. and he'd been out of action for nearly 10 years, you see. Uh, So I think that had something to do with it as well. And um, I think that... um, there were certain sections of of the church that uh, didn't appreciate uh, his um, his his papal ministry as 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 much as others did. I think that might have had something to do with it, but I think it was more that it wasn't the present pope, but a retired pope. You right, see. right. Yeah. Okay. When he when he did retire, what were the ramifications at the time? You mean as to why he retired? No, no, in, in the church. When, when a pope retired, it was, as I said, first time in 600 years. Were there shockwaves that went through it? Was it, was it accepted easily? Oh, yes. There, there were certainly, certainly shockwaves. Um, I, I, people were quite unprepared for it. But I think he gave us a good example because I think as a retired person myself, <laughs> there comes a time when you can't do the job as well as you were previously able to do it. And mm. I think a time does come when one should retire. And I think, uh, I think he did because he felt uh, that uh, he couldn't cope as well as he had done previously. Uh, he he was known right at the beginning as being conservative, more conservative than Pope John Paul II. But he made moves to soften the positions on abortion and homosexuality, as well as dealing with sexual abuse crisis that engulfed the church at the time. So is that, it's a conflict of interest almost. Was he this double man? You know, you know again, uh, I think that um, Pope Benedict has, got the label of conservative fix on him mm. because in in some senses particularly in some theological senses this is where he really shone um, he was quite um, forward thinking I I, I, I I can give you one example you know one of the documents from the Second Vatican Council Dei Verbum deals with tradition and how Catholic tradition grows. And he dealt with something that had never been dealt with before. What happens when tradition goes wrong? Now, that was very brave for him. So, you see, I don't really believe he's quite as conservative as as he's made out to be. I think if you look at his writings, he's trying to get to the basics of of Christian faith. You know, he's trying to get people to understand the basic things and probably 
not to be too influenced by a lot of passing fashion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I found one interesting tradition. That there's a scroll that is put inside of a pope's coffin with a biography of his life and yes. mentions some of the most important moments of his tenure. The scroll in, in uh, Pope Benedict's is that he firmly fought against pedophilia. He firmly fought against crimes committed by members of the clergy against minors or vulnerable persons, continually calling the church to, con- uh, to conversion, prayer, penance, and purification. Mm. It's, an, mm. it's an interesting mm. little side note to put into a scroll about someone's life. Yes, it is. You know, he was a very, very spiritual man, really, and a man of great depth. And that's what I've appreciated about him. I have a a great admiration for him. Mm. um, I've I've taught theology for quite a while, and so therefore I really liked his theological opinions. And as I said previously, they weren't quite as conservative as they were made out to be. He was a very scholarly man. Are you happy with the funeral that happened? A slightly toned down funeral because there is a current pope. Uh, some of the prayers were changed because the, because of the the situation. Are you happy as a as a Catholic with what happened today? Yes, yes, I was because he wanted a a simple funeral, and of course it wasn't quite as simple as perhaps <laughs> yes. he wanted it to be. But um, nevertheless, one of the things that quite impressed me. I, I like the sermon or homily that that the present Pope gave. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was very, very good because it it only mentioned him at the end, but there were quotes from uh from some of his works, but it was basically a, a, a real spiritual message that was given about the Christian ideas towards death and resurrection. So I, I, I liked it mm. very much indeed. At, it, it wasn't a eulogy. It right. wasn't a eulogy. And normally you don't have a Pope running, uh, doing, running the funeral or, or, or speaking at the funeral of another Pope because he hadn't been elected no, yet. No, so it's never happened uh, uh, before. Mm. As far as I know, it's never happened before. Sure. Because you, you haven't had a situation of, of of two popes like this. Mm. Quickly, let's let's look ahead to the future now that Pope Francis is uh, he's been pope for a while, but now he's he's alone. He's he's got his duties. Is is he fulfilling his duties and 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 doing things the way the Catholic Church are happy with? I think that I think that uh, the the pre, the present pope Pope Francis um, being on his own. Now I don't think it affected him mm-hmm. all that much maybe indirectly having Benedict around, because I think that the relationship between both of them seemed to be, seemed to be a good one. Mm. I, I think that um, I would imagine that he will stay on as Pope until at least uh, 2024, because he's threatened before to retire. Mm. I don't think he will... Because at the moment there's a, a, a synod taking place that's trying to uh, address the needs of the laity, etc., etc. And I think he would want to see that through before he does retire. He's, he, he was not 
in very good health mm-hmm. uh, today. I didn't think so. He looked he looked very tired sure. and uh, and walked with great difficulty. He was a wheelchair most of the time. Sure. Uh, yeah, you see, unfortunately. Uh, I'm just thinking of popes I know. I, I don't know of a really, really healthy, sprightly pope in, in my life. You know, pope John Paul II was old already, and and since then, the two popes since then have been relatively old men. Yes, but, uh, Pope John Paul II became pope at 57. Yeah. He was quite vigorous in his early years. He really was. I think things went wrong after he was... Uh, attempt on his life was made in, in the uh, St. Peter's Square. His health seemed to deteriorate mm. uh, from then on. But before then, he was, he was quite vigorous. The early John Paul II was, was noted to be a pretty vigorous uh, pope. Right, Father Rodney Moss, thanks for your insights. Retired Catholic Good. priest. Uh, thank you thank for joining you us much. here on Beyond the Headline on SAFM.